Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast, the podcast created by NJEA members for NJEA members. And Jim, welcome to 2017. This is our 25th episode. Wow, Jeff, I'm just, uh, I'm, I am amazed that uh, last year, 2016, we did 24 of these shows and uh, we are back. We're going to be stronger than ever, and hopefully we add another 24 shows on top of uh, what we have. We have a great lineup today. Uh, Jim, tell us a little bit about our guest today. Absolutely, Jeff. On the show, we have Eric Jones joining us. He is uh, the president of the Plainfield Education Association of Union County. Jeff, it's a very large local association with just about 1,050 members, an all-inclusive local association. And uh, Eric is here to tell us a little bit about his work and encourage our members uh, to get involved in their own local association. We're looking forward to talking to Eric on the show today. But before we get a hold of that, there's, of course, several great things that are happening this year in 2017. Jim, what is upcoming in the NJEA? That's right, Jeff. Our calendar uh, with the Early Career Member Network is already buzzing uh, just this first week into the, uh, the new year. And we've seen a lot of events on our page on njea.org slash early career members. Uh, the first group of events I'd like to talk about are called Political Action Sundays with our Central Connection group. This is our group of connected members all across the, the central region of the state. They're putting on four Sunday conversations about, you guessed it, about politics and how our members can uh, not only get involved, but make an impact in the political process using their local associations, their county associations, and NJA as a springboard to do so. They're having those on uh, January 15th, 22nd, 29th, and February 5th at different Panera Breads and Starbucks locations in the central regions of the state. And our listeners can find out more about them on njea.org slash early career members on the events page there. But, also, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jim. But, but that's not the only thing happening, right, Jim? No, no, no. There's a, you know what? There's a big event coming up. Uh, a, uh, this event has had a lot of interest already, and it's not until February 4th. It's a little less than a month away now. We already have 60 members signed up. Some of them even bringing their spouses to this event because uh, it is about uh, home buying. It is an event specifically for first-time home buyers to come out to get some information from one of our member benefit partners and network with each other to talk about financial needs and concerns. That event is on February 4th, and it's going to be at a place called the Chandelier in Bayonne, New Jersey. And our members can, our listeners can learn more and RSVP on our uh, events page at njea.org slash early career members. And you know what, Jeff, I'll even tout one more. This one's another one from our Central Connection group. They're, they're, taking, um, they're taking their peers, early career members in the Central Region, out bowling. A night of bowling at a place called Bolero. Bolero, I think is how you pronounce it. It's a bowling alley. I believe it's in North Brunswick. 
And uh, included in that, paid for by the Early Career Member Network, is uh, is uh, bowling for two hours and I believe a couple refreshments of your choice and dinner. That event is on February 17th. I think it starts at 5 and runs till 7. And uh, more information about that, including RSVP information, is up on njea.org slash early career members, Jeff. A lot going on. It is great to start a brand new year with a lot of great things. Of course, if you're looking for some professional development, there's several great conferences that are coming up. I know there are a few ed camps that I've already started to uh, to plan for. Um, a lot of neat things. I, I just got a, a thing on the email a couple of days ago about a Google App Summit that's happening here. Check out all the great stuff over at the Education Calendar. I believe that's the educationcalendar.com. You can find out all the great stuff that's over there. And you know, Jim, with a new year comes new adventures and new planning. And in our tech tip segment today, I wanted to talk a little bit about a recent uh, article that we published on TeacherCast about planning for website projects. Now, Jim, you know, we sit down well before we do our recordings and we plan these podcasts. We, we talk about them. We figure out who our guests are. We figure out what the different segments are. We don't just go in and, and rush through uh, recordings. And when we're starting website projects, it's the same thing. I've been working with a lot of teachers and I've been working with a lot of local businesses up here in North Jersey to plan websites out. And I always find that sometimes people want to rush right into this process and get into building but the most important thing out there is you can just sit down. And I always say sometimes the best technology starts with a pencil and a paper. And so I have a great – I have a link on our show notes page over here for episode 25. But it really is a great uh, article that just came out that talks about things that you can do to plan, questions that you can ask yourself. Jim, I'm sure you've started some projects for the early careers member where the first thing you did was just pick up a pencil and paper and really just start to plan things out with other people. Absolutely, Jeff. Uh, you know, sometimes you're in a meeting, uh, especially with our members, and if you pull your laptop out and start taking notes, it kind of sucks the air, uh, sucks the energy right out of the room. So I actually have been going back to a pad and a pen uh, quite often lately. But I'll tell you the one thing that you can do, Jim, that does involve a, a mobile device, does involve technology, that is subscribing to our podcast. Tell everybody out there how they can participate in our podcast in 2017. Oh, yeah. So our podcast can be found uh, at njea.org slash podcast. And, of course, we are on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just do a search for Jersey Educator, and we come right up, all 25 of our episodes. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe. Jim, our guest today is Eric Jones, the president of the Plainfield Education Association. We are happy and thrilled to have him on to talk about some of the great things that's happening in his neck of the woods. Eric, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? We are doing fantastic. You are a representative of over one thousand njea members tell us a little bit about some of the great things happening in plainfield <laughs> all right so i'm eric jones i'm the local president of about a thousand twenty five members in union county small urban district well not really that small um we serve with about 600 certified staff supports are all inclusive so we have everyone there um one of our goals this year is try to bring cohesiveness and unity back to our local we actually went almost four years uh, without a contract settled, and we were fortunate to get that settled last year and got a one-year extension already this year for the upcoming year. So we're trying to do big things in Plainfield, and I'm a new president, very much excited to be leading this group of people. 
And Eric, you are a full-time release local association president. Uh, and we don't have very many of those around the state uh, who you really, you're no longer in the classroom. You are advocating for our members and uh, working 24-7 for them uh, every day. Do, do you want to talk a about that? Yes, literally. <laughs> um, yes. So one of the... Um, I don't know if you want to call it perks or responsibilities, but this position is I am full-time, uh, fully released. That was negotiated in our contract back in 96 uh, when Tom Falaco was president of the local. Um, so what that looks like is you are on call from sunup to sundown, weekends, evenings, mornings, uh, responding to members' needs, attending board meetings, um, communicating, negotiating, all of the above. And so with the membership of over 1,000 people, uh, it would be very difficult to be in the classroom servicing students and serving your members. So I am the only duty-free um, employee of the association here in Plainfield, and I give it 100% of my time. Wow, that's uh, that's really great. And it, it's great for your members to have you as a resource, uh, supporting them 24-7. And I get the vibe from you, Eric, that you seem very uh, very approachable, you know, very um, it, 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 very accessible. Well, yes. So that, that's one of my um, goals is to always be accessible and attainable to our members. Um, I have my personal phone number at the bottom of every email that I send out. Um, we started a Facebook group here in Plainfield where about half our membership is a part of the Inside PEA. Um, so the latest and greatest information we can post on there, a member can post on there, and about half of the membership will get it instantaneously. Um, I try to empower the reps to be the first line of communication. But also every member knows they can always reach out to me directly and I'll respond either with reminding them to go through their rep or I'll make sure I tackle the problem head on, depending on what it is. So, so you know, Eric, I'm thinking here that we have some listeners uh, who have turned into Jersey Educator, some of our subscribers. Uh, the majority of our shows um, have been, you could make a case, uh, professional development based with a little bit of advocacy here thrown in. And this show is is um is it looking to be primarily about advocacy and our members not only standing up for themselves but also for their students for our members working conditions and our students learning conditions and uh you know if i'm a listener out there um and i don't know what uh, a local president does would there be maybe a a simplified definition or or like like what 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 would what do you say to your members when they're brand new and you meet them and you say, I'm your local president, here's what I do. So how I would answer that is my job is to ensure that our students are given every opportunity to be successful and their teachers and support staff are also given every opportunity to be successful in educating them. So whether it be ensuring that the curriculum and resolutions that are presented to the board members are actually accurate. Um, that's my job to review agendas and make sure that when I go to the mic at a board meeting, I'm presenting um, what my members would like the board members to hear, whether it be representing a member in a meeting with an administrator who's accusing them of doing something that they didn't technically do, whether it be ensuring that our members who are being non-renewed um, are given due process. Um, there's a lot that falls into the role of advocacy, um, but I know as a teacher, there was a time when I had an administrator who really didn't personally care for me, mm. although I was doing the best I could in my classroom, and I had mm. advocates to fight for me, and I'm now returning that favor to my colleagues across the district. 
Wow, I, I could I could tell a similar story about one of my uh, former presidents and a former um, you know um, in, uh, administrator of mine. So those stories are out there, and it is great that our, our members have you to advocate for them and to advocate for their students. And Eric, it sounds like a lot of your job is about building relationships, not only with your members but also with administrators too. I would think. Absolutely. So I make it my goal. First of all, it's very difficult to be an advocate um, when your professionalism is in question. And Hmm. one of the things that I've prided myself in the 15 years of being a member of the Plainfield education community um, is to be a really, really good educator. Anyone who knows me in the classroom can speak for my passion for my students as well as my passion for my colleagues. So now in this position, I could go into a meeting um, with an administrator and talk pedagogy and talk instruction and so therefore, you know, you want the lesson plans to be one way. This teacher has done them a different way, which you may not care for. But let's look at the data. Let's see what the results are. Because in education, it's not about a one cookie cutter program. It's about what works best for children. Um, and sometimes you have to remind administrators that as we like to differentiate an instruction for our students, sometimes how you handle professionals also needs to reflect that differentiation and not just one rule fits everybody. Wow, that is uh, oh, oh, that that's really huge, Eric. And uh, that, that's again, it's just uh, really great that that you are in the position you're in to be able to do that. And you, you know, speaking of this position, uh, full time release local association president of a large local. I would I would classify your local to be very large. Um, step back here, Eric, and tell us why, why did you decide to, to do this, to step outside the classroom and pursue this other avenue? Well, I'll be honest. So I grew up in Plainfield. Um, I may be one of the rare presidents who actually is serving the community where they grew up. And for me, when I came to Plainfield in 2002, um, I noticed that uh, the turnover here was extremely high. You had a lot of teachers who would come in for a year or two and then look for greener pastures someplace else. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that concerned me is why are people leaving? Um, That has a direct impact on our student and a student achievement. I remember my second year, one of my students said to me, you're not going to leave at the end of this year, are you? And I Mm -hmm. said, no. And she said, because every teacher she had in first grade, second grade, third grade, they all left at the end of the year. So that was a huge concern for me. And so me being in this position, a large part of what I do is advocacy and making sure that our district provides the best opportunity for our members to grow and to stay here. Um, And so I fight constantly. I'm looking at the board agendas. I make it a big issue at a board meeting if we're having a lot of resignations because we're failing to if we're failing to maintain staff, then we're doing something wrong. Hmm. Um, So I'm a big advocate on once we have a professional here that's dedicated to our community, what are we doing to make sure that person stays here? Wow. So uh, it sounds like you are building capacity uh, within your members uh, so the students can benefit from uh, the seniority of our members when when they get to be masters at master level at their job, whether it be in the classroom or on on the supportive side. That's really great. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And, And so as a, you know, would it be possible to put out there for our listeners what what a typical day is like for you and then you know maybe as they listen to this they can think about their local association and our listeners local association president because there's got to be some commonalities there i would think 
so it's interesting, Jim, that you asked for a typical day because there is no typical day. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you There's go. There's no such thing as a typical day. So I'll give you a, a, a day in the life, if you will. So <laughs> on Saturday, this past Saturday, um, our basketball team uh, visited another local in our county. Um, there was some concerns raised about something that they saw there, and now it's on the front page currently of our local paper. Um, that's nothing you would expect, and it's nothing directly connected to our members, but it has an impact on our student community. And so sure. everyone looks to the local president as, what is your opinion? What are your thoughts? Because while we're advocates for our students, we're also advocates for our staff as well. And so it's a very delicate line that you walk because you never want to be offensive. You always want to be conscious and calculated about what you say because it matters if you're the local president, what your opinions are. But you always have to maintain what is good for students, what is good for our members. So I could be up at four o'clock in the morning responding to an email. I could be at a board meeting until 1130 midnight. I could be responding to a text when I'm at the gym. There, I mean, it's, it's never a, a consistent every day, all day. Um, but the one thing that I am committed to is giving this position, giving my members 100%. Um, so that's the only constant I could say in any day in, in the life of a local president. Eric, you make being a local president sound very exciting. <laughs> it, it, Jim, it's, it's a life of service. And, and I tell anyone, if you think this is a position of glamour, um, you're sorely mistaken. Um, mm. My friends can tell you sometimes I'm at brunch on a Sunday and I have someone call and say, hey, I got a problem. And I have to step aside and respond because I do believe that if you're in the position to serve, you got to serve. And if wow. not, get out of the way. Um, and so I, I'm committed to if someone emails me or texts me, they know they get a response within 24, 48 hours. Um, and that's just the expectation that I set as a leader. And I hold my exec board and my building reps to that same accountability. We are here to serve. Otherwise, we're in the way. Here to serve not only our members, but also the students. And, uh, and, and a as you serve, Eric, I would assume then that your local association makes space for members to grow, um, not, not only as advocates, but also uh, in their profession, whether they be in the classroom, in a support staff role, or you know, a bus driver, a custodian, whatever. Um, how does the Plainfield Education Association make that space? So just last week, um, something exciting took place in our local. Um, our district adopted a new teacher evaluation model um, mm -hmm. last spring, um, and the rollout wasn't as seamless as we would have liked, right? So the administrators were trained, um, but the employees, yeah, not so much. And several of the teachers had a difficult time finding their score from the first evaluation from the first marking period. Hmm. And they were very frustrated. And as I went from school to school, I, I, I don't know my score, help me find my score, whatever. So I reached out directly to our district's professional development director, um, who I have a good relationship with. And I said, hey, would you mind hosting our head reps? And you give them a direct training on this, this software so that they can indeed turnkey it in our association meetings to our members. And she said, sure. So last Thursday, I had about 15 head reps um, in a meeting with our director of PD. And she sat and walked them through every step, how to find the evaluation, how to add artifacts, how to write an addendum, et cetera. So now they can turnkey that back to our members. So while technically that's not 
the quote unquote stereotypical advocacy role. We're not just trying to empower our employees to be advocates, but also be better in their professional craft. Um, and that was a good opportunity for us to work with the district. Right, right. That That's really great. And, uh, and you, you mentioned their head reps and you've mentioned some other structural pieces that some of our listeners may not be familiar with. And, uh, you know, our local association, your local association is built with you as president with an exec board supporting you with all the roles there. And then each building has a head rep, which is who you uh, referred to there. Uh, correct? That's correct. Correct. So there's the typical structure that exists in just about all of our local associations. And uh, Eric, um, you and I met recently and you, um, I mentioned during our meeting that you just gave me so many quotes. I wanted to make uh, a series of Eric Jones memes (laughs) because they were great. And I have a couple here that I just want to throw at you that I I think our listeners, especially if we have any local presidents tuning in looking for maybe some advice or just to hear from one of their peers, um, you mentioned uh, they will come if they know you care. So do you want to kind of describe what's behind that quote? Yeah, so I'm a big believer in our members – our colleagues have lives. They have families, husbands, children, mothers, fathers, whatever. And so to send a blanket email or a memo saying, come to this rally, come to this training, come to this whatever, what makes your event different from anyone else's event if they don't have a relationship with you? It was very difficult to invite someone to a place or to a function if you're not going to be there. But if I ask my members to come and support me at the board meeting tomorrow night, meet me there, text me when you're on your way, I'll be looking out for you. I immediately have a better chance of getting members to come out um, it, rather than me say, you should go and check that out and tell me what you think of it when you get there. And so I have uh, made it a commitment on me, my behalf, on my members, on our, our exec board, our leadership to build that relationship. When we file a grievance, for example, on a member's behalf, we always include that member in the grievance process. So whether it goes from level one to level two, we make sure that member is attached to it. We won a grievance recently, actually, uh, for one of our middle schools. And I copied every single member in that school on the winning grievance from the superintendent. So they felt empowered knowing that we don't only work for them, we include them in the process. So, so it sounds like a large part of your success then is your ability to, to communicate well with, with, with your members also and to have, have those open lines of communication. That's essential. I don't know how anyone can do this job if you're not an effective communicator. I really believe in that. Right, right. And uh, and speaking of building relationships, Eric, you uh, do, do you want to tout this uh, this event uh, you have coming up uh, that is uh, a take on the uh, the paint and sip type events that are so popular out there? Oh, uh, well, we're, we're we're trying to. Engage our members. Uh, We just put out actually earlier today, um, we're looking to have our own paint and sip version here in Plainfield. Um, We're asking our members to consider coming out to spend a few hours uh, with their colleagues from around the district to uh, engage in a painting exercise. One of our art teachers members in district is a former paint and sip instructor. And so we're gonna actually rent out uh, one of our art rooms in elementary school. So our sipping will be non-alcoholic, but it's gonna be a great time. Uh, we'll have some sparkling cider and juice and cheese and crackers. 
Um, but it's about fellowship. It's about fun. It's about building relationships across the district. Um, it's very difficult, Jim, to get people to come out for a rally for negotiations when they don't know each other. Right. Um, but if you go right. to school A and school B and school C and you've seen each other at workshops or hang in sips or whatever, you're more likely to come out um, when the association needs your support um, for advocacy purposes. So that's part of um, our mission here. We had a nice winter party in December and we're looking to carry on the pain and sip hopefully in a few weeks. Really great. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to hearing how it goes. And and Eric, maybe as Jim. a-, a, a... Jim. Jim? Yeah. Come up and join us one of the pain and sips. You should join us. Oh, well, thanks for the invite. I will, uh, I'll have to check that out, add it to my calendar. That would be really great. It'd be a nice surprise to have you there. Oh, wow. Thank you. And speaking of, uh, you know, surprises, Eric, you know, sometimes I hear from, from local leaders that, uh, they, 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 they get involved in, in their local associations and they, they, they eventually find themselves in a leadership position where a few years back they would never have expected that. So, Eric, what, what, what would you say to members who may be shy about stepping up, about getting involved with their local education association? I would say that at some point, once upon a time, Jim, I was a young member in the building. I was a 21-year-old. Um, looking across the hall at the veteran teachers and just hanging on to their purse strings, their skirts for support. Um, and so think now I'm the one that's fighting for others. Just speaks on the circle of life and the importance it is of protecting your field and protecting those who don't have a voice as of yet and empowering them to turn around one day and be that support. So for me in Plainfield, I started here as a 24-year-old teacher um, no one knew my name and now everybody knows my name, um, but they know me as a fighter. They know me as passionate. Um, and I try my goal everywhere I go, Jim, is to leave it better than I found it. And for me with this position, I plan to make PEA along with my exec board, um, a force to be reckoned with in our community. Um, and to hopefully bring on the newbies to take over once, you know, our time has passed. So. And, and Eric, Eric, Eric. Speaking of your exec board, do you want to give a shout out there? Because I've also heard it said that uh, behind every good local association president is a pretty decent exec board. So I would think yours is is really Absolutely. awesome. So I want to give a shout out first to my VPs. I have Eleanor, who's an amazing grievance chair and VP. Sharice Parker is another uh, awesome VP. She's also chair of minority uh, leadership with NJA. I have a great treasurer. I have about thirteen. 11, I'm sorry, exec board members from a treasurer to executive officers, elementary and middle. It's a bunch of us, but we work amazing together. Uh, we meet first Thursday of every month. Um, we have a rep council with about 60 uh, members across the district. I believe that we have the best leadership that NJA offers in a local, but it's because we work together. There's no big eyes and little U's. We are a team. We are a family. Um, and I'm excited and honored to be leading. Um, but I, my plan is to always include and prepare for who's going to follow because to me the, the, the great leader is someone who prepares for their successor so that's awesome. the goal jim awesome awesome stuff eric jones eric jones would you like to put your email out there uh just in case any of our listeners want to get in touch with you maybe to continue the conversation or ask for some advice ah absolutely so my email is eric with the c e-r-i-c the letter e Jones, J-O-N-E-S, J-R, at gmail.com. 
And that email comes right to my phone, Jim. So I respond pretty much within the hour in the email. Okay, you are you are like me. You, you, they come in, you gotta gotta clean them out. So uh, exactly, exactly. So Eric, uh, on behalf of Jeff and uh, everybody here at Jersey Educator, thank thank you so much for coming on the show to give us a nice insight into the work of a local association president. And uh, it, it's just great to hear from you and all the the great things you have going on with the Plainfield Education Association. My pleasure, Jim. Thanks a lot. And Jim, you know, that interview with Eric was really, really amazing. I want to one more time say thank you so much to Eric for coming on the show. Um, Jim, tell us one more time what is going to be happening in the next few weeks with the NJEA. Absolutely, Jeff. Awesome interview with Eric. He certainly did not disappoint. And coming up over the next few weeks, the best place for our early career members to stay connected with NJEA and with each other is on our page at njea.org slash early career members. A lot of events coming up, uh, maybe 15 events already for 2017. And Jeff, uh, we're going to be back uh, within the next couple weeks uh, with another podcast. We have about the next five shows already planned out, taking us through March. So stay tuned to njea.org slash podcasts for all the latest action. And of course, thank you out there for those of you who have subscribed and certainly want to encourage if you haven't had a chance to subscribe yet, head on over to iTunes. Look us up on the Jersey Educator Podcast. We are happy to provide free professional development for you guys a couple times a month at this point, Jim. On behalf of everybody here on the Jersey Educator Podcast, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. Encouraging you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions in New Jersey.